T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one... They're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. And now, KC Johnson. Kobe White. Bulls insider for NBC Sports Chicago. Give me that song. Covering everything from the dynasty to Derek to Demar, KC Johnson. I've covered the NBA for a long time. With Mully and Haw. Most on six seventy the score. Mully and Haw, Chicago Sports Radio six seventy the score. It's always a delight to talk to our friend KC Johnson, and he joins us now as all guests do. On the Score Hotline, brought to you by Circa Resort and Casino in Las Vegas, home of the world's largest sportsbook. KC, good morning. How are you? I've got play-in fever, but other than that, I'm doing well. Thanks for asking. <laughs> well, it's a half game out now, right? Half game out of the play-in, and it's just beginning. The most important 23 games of LeBron's <laughs> life feature Patrick Beverly. And, and I, I'm just saying – I get it, Casey. I know that we're overemphasizing uh, different things, but you can't ignore the fact that 87 points one game, 82 the next. They're playing a significantly better form of defense, and I don't know if it's his influence, if it's something's going on. No, something is going on in terms of what we've seen in the two games since the All-Star break. I will say, you know, uh, obviously Patrick Beverly – injected the, the Bulls with some life in that game against Brooklyn. I didn't think he was as good um, last night, but they won, and they're 2-0 and since he's arrived. The defense has been uh, playing well really all season, guys, but uh, particularly since the new year, I wrote that they're the number one defense in the league since January 1st, which is almost remarkable given the personnel on this team. Um, and really, Billy Donovan and his staff deserve a lot of credit, as do the players, but um, – so that the defensive surge has predated Patrick Beverly, but look, you had a guy like that and hold two straight opponents under 90 along with Alex Caruso in the starting lineup. It's not a coincidence. And that's why when I talked to Alex Caruso, he thinks the defense can get even better down the stretch. So um, the offense has been a disappointment all season, but um, defensively they're, they're playing very well of late. There's a lot to like about this story, KC. Everything just from the way he's introduced in the starting lineup to I saw the Bulls put out a video of him hugging his high school coach, Lamont Bryant, after the game. And, and Patrick Beverly has that kind of just magnetic personality, that charisma that people respond to. And it seems, is it oversimplifying it to think that he's making everybody a little bit more engaged, maybe pay, pay a little – uh, closer attention, be a little bit more intense every possession. Is, is that giving him too much credit? Because it's almost like a Rodman-esque effect. He doesn't have to score any points 
to make an impact on the game? No, because that's his M.O. I mean, that's the way he's always played. And there is – I'm glad Billy um, pregame the other day uh, – or maybe it was – no, it was postgame the other day after the Brooklyn game. I think he cleared up a misperception about Patrick Beverly because he does have the the public – you know, bravado and, you know, on the podcast, he says he's going to get on Zach Levine's ass and all that, you know, he's kind of got that bluster, but he's really an uplifting um, teammate. I mean, he, he's, he's chirps a lot and he talks a lot and he's energetic and he's enthusiastic, but he's, he's very much a, Hey, we got this kind of guy. And if you ask people that have played with him, he, everyone's called him a great teammate. So, um, he does have that um, ability to hold players accountable, but he does so in a way that he, he's trying to impact winning. And so, um, you know, he, he really is a good fit both on the court and off the court because um, we've seen this team sleepwalk to, through too many games this season. And, and when Patrick Beverly's on the court and on the bench, that's just not going to happen. That's just not the way he plays. That's not the way he goes through games, moves through games. So, you're going to see that the the rest of the season with him for sure. Yeah, I, you know, I got to tell you, I I don't know, I don't know how good they can be. I don't know what's going to happen even against Toronto. That's a team that'll play pretty hard. You feel like they can beat Detroit. The Phoenix game might be the one that tests their metal and see where they're at. I I don't know how to look at this Bulls team and figure out what kind of record they need, how they're going to do. But they're watchable again. They're, you know, you can actually sit down and watch them and feel like that six-game losing streak was rough. Yeah, and they're watchable as long as you don't watch the three-point shooting. Right. right. <laughs> that, that continues to be a problem. And with uh, the way Washington was shooting yesterday, they're actually a pretty decent three-point shooting team. Man, that was some uh, ugly uh, shooting at the UC yesterday. But, no, look, um, you know, he's he had that one block um, – uh, on Kendrick Nunn and got pulled out shortly after that as he's walking um, to the bench. He's, you know, raising his hands to the crowd, trying to jazz the crowd. I mean, he that's he's got, you know, that Noah Rodman-esque quality to him that just he is an engaging player. And, um, you know, you've seen Zach Levine come out of the all-star break and play at a very high level, both shooting the ball and with his attack mode. So you're right, Molly. I mean, um, there's something to play for. And look, I don't know if you guys have talk, gotten into this on the show either today or other days, but um, I love the play-in. I, I, I know some people think it's, you know, gimmicky and, and watered down NBA. I love it because it just gives so many teams something to play for. And down the stretch, you've just got a lot at stake almost every night, and that's that's fun as a writer. I'm glad that you said that, Casey, because I know that you're not a big college basketball guy, and you could do without March Madness. So this is kind of like college basketball. It is a tournament kind of setting and it's something that is easy to get behind because of the drama and because of the uncertainty you you can go on a little bit of a mini run the way the Timberwolves did last year with Patrick Beverly <laughs> exactly right and and you know it's like I mean you're looking at every permutation of every game last night I mean you got your guy last night uh I was joking with Cody Western in the media room I mean I was like, man, Patrick Beverly's uh, injected you with some life, too. He's breaking down, like, tiebreakers for the 10th seed and things like that <laughs> between the, the Bulls and Wizards. I mean, because it just gives every night, um, you know, something, to, uh, some permutation or some playoff ramification to, to ponder. I mean, obviously the Toronto game is a, is a big game right. between the two teams. 
on Tuesday night. Uh, Detroit, not so much, but important from a Bulls perspective. So uh, it's great. Um, you know, it is a little gimmicky, but it just it, it it I can see why fans get into it, and you can see why so many teams are buyers at the trade deadline, as we heard from our tourists, because. You know, then you can go to your ownership group and say, hey, we made the playoffs. I mean, uh, if you win the play-in, I, I don't consider making the play-in making the playoffs, but if you win the play-in and you get one of those playoff seeds, you know, then, then you can sell that you're, you're, you're building or something. So um, I, 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 think, I thought it's a great introduction to the NBA. You know, the other element of bringing in a new body is Io probably back on the bench where he belongs, but – he doesn't want to be on the bench, right? I mean, when you're when you see guys coming in off the bench, they've got they've got to earn their minutes. They got a, something to prove. It's almost like the whole team becomes more competitive just by virtue of shifting people around a little bit. At least that's the way it's looked the first two games. Perfectly said. I, I wrote that in one line in a column a couple of days ago uh, on the off day between the two games, Molly. Um, it's amazing how one player to me has like almost completely perfectly aligned Billy's rotation because now you've got veteran serious defensive minded players in Caruso and Beverly starting alongside your big three. And you've shifted IO and Patrick to that second unit with Kobe with those three young guns, young blood that seem like they have a little connectivity and like you said, a little competitive edge to them because two of those guys have been starting all season and now they're coming off the bench. Kobe was fantastic yesterday. Beyond the shot making, he had 17 points off the bench. His defensive energy, his pursuit of loose balls, he you felt him in that game. And um, he had a really nice game. Um, so there is some potential for that bench group to get going here down the stretch too. And you've got a veteran uh, staggered typically with that group. Drummond's usually out there with those three young guys. And then you've got usually DeMar because uh, Billy's been keeping Zach and, and Vooch linked together. Um, but I, 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 it's amazing. One player off the buyout market and all of a sudden Billy's rotation just seems to me to make a lot more sense. So Casey, before the game, Billy Donovan was asked about the organization prioritizing maybe draft pick position over a push to the playoffs. And I understand why he would be asked that because of the conversations around town, the way the season has gone. His answer, I appreciate it. He talked about the integrity of competition and he, and he answered it in a way that we have come to expect Billy Donovan in, in great detail. What did you think of that answer? And has that been a source of conversation around the team? Well, to me, it's been a source of conversation just in the sense that uh, it's been answered multiple times before yesterday, although I did love Billy's eloquence, as you said, David, Here, here's why you got our tourist current show us in media day saying we need to win the playoff series. Okay. There's, there's that you've got them at the trade deadline positioning the bulls as a buyer, not a seller. So there's that you've got them going in the buyout market and adding Patrick Beverly. So there's that. I mean, again, I got no problem with, you know, Billy being asked about it. And I love Billy's answer, but, the organization's been telling you all season they're not going to tank. I mean, it, it doesn't really, you know, it's really doesn't have to be a topic of conversation. I mean, because they're not even thinking that. So now it's the way, the reason why it was a good question and a good answer was it's an interesting debate because if you do the math, you can see why, you know, some fans are like, what the hell, you know I mean? Because 
you know, even if they get in the playoffs, I think we can all agree this doesn't really look like it's going to be a long playoff run. But you're also playing the odds game if you go the other way. But that's just not the way this organization has been wired. Where I thought Billy was most um, telling and it was most intriguing to me was when he talked about the year that they were bad, their first, his first year here, 2021. He said even then, you know, we were not – we were – trying to develop players and win games. We were not trying to, to tank or improve draft positioning. And, and it, all you need for evidence of that is at, in trade deadline 2021, he, he trades Wendell Carter Jr. for Nikola Vucevic. So that's just the way Arturis and, and Billy have been wired and, and linked from the start. And you can debate whether it's a proper strategy. I mean, obviously you've got two very high-profile examples here in our city in different sports of – general managers expertly, well, at least one expertly uh, <laughs> orchestrating and then concluding the tank with a World Series title and Theo Epstein, and then the others are work in progress with the Bears. But um, that's just kind. not the way the well, – yeah, 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 so the, uh, the, the other one is a work in uh, progress, but we'll just, that's just not the way the Bulls are operating. Um, you know, we talk about Kobe White. What What is his future? Where, where... – you know they had a chance to get a contract done. And they didn't, and uh, and they've they've hung on to him. And there was talk about him before the year not being a part of it, not having a role. He has a role, and he is a part of it. I don't know what happens moving forward. I think you got to resign the guy. I, I've been incredibly impressed with his commitment, his improvement. He's still a young player. Mm-hmm. He's been put in so many roles, and he's never complained. Um, his roles moved around. His minutes have moved around. He's never complained. And he just keeps figuring out ways to produce and, and help your team. So, uh, look, the Bulls still hold the, the, the power that he's a restricted free agent. They have the ability to match any offer sheet he might go get this summer. Um, they've told him that they value him, and, and they've told him that not only in words but actions because they've turned down concrete trade offers for him. Um, I, don't, I don't think they're ready – I think there was more general talk about him in the deadline this year. Last offseason, there were concrete trade offers for him right. that they turned down. Um, so, um, you know, they. my sense of how this management regime handles free agency is how a lot of management regimes handle free agency. This is what we're comfortable paying you. If you want to get more than that, go find an offer sheet, and then we'll decide if we're going to back. That's probably how this summer is going to play out with Kobe. Okay, Casey basketball question in terms of matchups we have seen now the bulls kind of reconfigured starting lineup i like it i like the fact that you've got the big three with caruso and and patrick beverly but i also think that you're basically playing vooch and four guards you could make the argument how will teams try to make the bulls pay for playing vooch and four guards is there a counter to that and is there a team on the schedule is there is there a team or that consistently an approach that will work against that yeah, I mean, I mean, the Bucks have a lot of size. I mean, you know, you're gonna you're gonna see um, good teams try to exploit that matchup. I mean, it'll work against uh, a lot of teams because so many teams do play small. And Caruso, you know, he does play bigger than what he's listed at just because of his not only his physicality but his basketball IQ. I talked to him yesterday about how he approaches, you know, guarding bigger guys, boxing out bigger guys. He said, just hit him first. I mean, that's kind of his approach to everything. So there's that. I mean, you can also, you know, uh, get, get drumming off out there earlier. Um, you know, try uh, Derek Jones, Jr. is pretty small too, but he does give you some 
leaping ability and, and rim protection. So you could, you know, maybe start the lineup and then make a substitution earlier. That's something Billy will figure out. But look, Caruso's played the four a lot for this team, and they're they've been undersized basically in Arturis's whole tenure. Well, since Lowry's been gone, because Javante Green's played the four a lot. Um, you know, even Patrick Williams isn't. I mean, he's he's big, but he's not you know hulking. So um, it's something that I think some teams will have some issues with, and Billy will have to adjust the substitution pattern. But I do see this lineup being the one that he uses over the final twenty-one games because I think it gives him kind of that defensive mindset that he wants to start of games. It, it's interesting, Casey, because I think that, you know, we we're looking at Patrick Beverly and, and again, I like that. I like that line you have with the rotation, the perfect player to get the rotation, right? I, I agree with that, but I heard a lot of talk yesterday that getting the all-star break meant a lot to these guys, getting the, you know, mental physical break was really important for them. And and I'm I'm not saying that 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 that's the only reason, but that's part of it too, right? The idea that they, I mean, they were it was awful watching this team play the, the six game losing streak before the All Star break. They do seem like a different bunch. I think we want to credit Patrick Beverly's uh, return or or insertion, but the reality is they also had a break and they probably needed it. That's a good point because that was a death march in that six-game losing streak leading up to the the break. I mean, that Indiana loss was just painful to watch. It was like a car crash. And then, you know, you had other games where you just felt like they didn't really even have a chance because they almost looked like they were sleepwalking through games. And, yeah. you know, DeMar comes out of the all-star break saying we've got to treat every game like a game seven. I mean, cliche alert, but he's playing like it, you know? <laughs> so, I mean, and so I think you're right. Uh, you know, Alex – talked specifically about that you know he first said um it's it's um it's you know uh, more of a physical break he's like who am i kidding it's a mental break too so he went and played golf in a warm climate for several days i mean it's just it's it's good for these guys especially when you're losing and um we'll see if they can keep this going but it does you know it does appear like they've they've you know started to figure out that you got to play with urgency because they put themselves in this position. I mean, there's been a lot of bad basketball at this point, for sure. So, KC, Zach Levine passes Derrick Rose into 10th place all-time on the Bulls scoring list. That was really something yesterday. And speaking of Derrick Rose, he played Saturday night for the first time in, like, 27 games. He The first time in the calendar year, 2023, for the Knicks. He's been rumored to be on the buyout market, even with the Phoenix Suns. Could this possibly be leading toward – a all Chicago matchup Friday night at the United <laughs> Center. Patrick Beverly guarding Derrick Rose of the Suns. I don't know about that, but I do know our guy Tibbs is getting a little soft because he he, he counts out to the crowd. Chad Rose's <laughs> <Yeah>. names. <laughs> <laughs> so Tom's uh, Tom's getting a little soft on us. He's getting a little sentimental on us. Uh, but yeah, that was that was actually a pretty cool moment. And uh, Derek seems like he's been handling that whole situation really well from afar. Speaking of old Bulls, it was. Awesome to see Taj Gibson strolling to the United Center in a Jonathan Taves sweater yesterday. That was pretty cool. I <laughs> caught up with uh, t- with Taj a little bit. He's uh, he's obviously a class act and um, still playing productive minutes in year 14. So uh, Bulls got those drafts right back then in those late aughts, huh? Yeah. Chris Dunn's still in the league, right? Didn't he have a pretty what? good game the other day? I mean, that's bizarre. Chris Dunn? Yeah. Yeah. Wow. yeah. Yeah, he almost had a triple double on a ten day for the Utah Jazz along alongside our guy Lowry Markin. So, talk about a story of perseverance. I mean, he's been grinding in the G League 
people don't probably, some people probably don't even know he's still playing and gets a 10 day with the Utah jazz has 15, eight and seven and shoots seven for 13. Um, so we'll see if that turns into something more than a 10 day for him. Do you think Derek Rose will be signed by somebody? Is he going to be bought out? Uh, I actually have not checked much on that story. So I'm just reading what you're reading. Uh, I have not, I don't have any firsthand knowledge of that, but, um, I do know the complicating factor. Uh, I shouldn't say this definitively. I'm pretty sure he's got a player option and I, pretty sure he also wants that picked up so that may complicate things maybe the fact that he's dropped out of the rotation um has changed his stance on that i don't know i'm just speculating here but um you know tibbs is usually always done right by derrick rose so look if he wants to be bought out my guess is that tibbs goes to leon rose and says let's get this guy a new home if he has a new home because uh tibbs has been derrick's biggest supporter as we've seen many times over the years through here Great stuff, KC. Great catching up with you. Appreciate it, man. Thanks, KC. All right, guys. Thank you. Take care. That's KC Johnson. Does a great job with NBC Sports Chicago, and uh, and it comes on with us. And I love talking. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only twenty five dollars a month. New iPhone 15s? You spend it here. Only at T-Mobile, get four iPhone 15s on us, and four lines for twenty five bucks per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.